Praise the Lord. That was too much for one person. <laughs> My prayer to God for you is that 30 years from now, when you look back into your life, you will be happy with yourself. Yeah. I pray for you today that regret won't escort you into tomorrow. Yeah. I pray for you that unlike, or rather like, unlike Reuben, you will not be degraded. Yeah. Your following God will not be in vain. Your claim to being a Christian will not be empty. Amen. It's not ideal for a man to mark his own script. I pray for you that when you, when others mark your script, you will be an A Christian. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray for you that the residue of your days will not be with calamity. You will grow in grace. Have you favor with God? And with the sons of men. In the journey of life, you will not be lagging behind. Some lag behind. You will not be lagging behind. You will not fail. You will not fall. You will not falter. Your parents will not weep over you. They will rejoice over you continually. In the name of the Father, Amen. and of the Son, Amen. and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So shall it be. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please sit down and God bless you. I must tell you, frankly speaking, I'm glad to be here. Um, reason being that I'm coming to speak to a pack of youths. Um, about two years ago, I was preaching somewhere in Nakoka, youths. As um, I mounted like this to preach, one young chap broke loose from somewhere. And then um, he broke all protocol. And he lifted me off the ground. And I was afraid. <laughs> when I saw him last, he was eight years old. Now he's 37. Um, he reminded me that I was the Bible study teacher to their church in the late 80s. And that um, just like these chaps, you know, he has so much grown to become a youth leader. I'm praying for you that the word you will hear today will not drop to the ground. In the supernatural world, words can fall to the ground. But these words concerning you will not fall to the ground. In the name of Jesus. And I'm praying that you will hear what will be spoken today. Because it's possible to hear and not to hear. Isaiah 42 verse number 19. Who is blind but my servant? God speaking. And who is deaf like my messenger? Seeing many things. But observing nothing. Are you aware that the death of a deaf 
man can be discussed in his presence. You don't understand me. The death of a deaf man can be discussed in his presence. So it's a great tragedy for the Christian not to be a hearer and a seer in the spirit. Because every now and then we are being discussed. Every now and then a human being is being discussed. Not to hear what they are discussing can be a precondition for calamity. And you need to hear, you must hear. One of my greatest prayer points is this. That in the day when I'm offline with God, I pray that God will bypass me to speak to me. You don't understand. There are times when we're offline. We should be online but we often are offline. In the day when God is speaking, and because you have no internet connection to him, I pray that another man who has will pick the word and supply to you. Amen. For that word may be needed for survival. We're in a vast forest, vast forest, where the survival of the fittest is key. And when you go into the safari in Kenya, in South Africa, when you go into the safari, you don't go with your Bible. You go with your rifle. And you go with men who knows the track. Amen. I've been in the safari before and um, one of the 17 of us in the vehicle, in the thick of um, the safari, in the thick of the forest, where all the wild animals are ruling because that's where God gave them. That's where God gave them. We are the one that went to meet them. They didn't come to meet us. <laughs> one man says, sir, driver, I want to urinate. Driver said, you have to urinate here. <laughs> he said, no, there's no animal around. The man said, they can see us, but we can't see them. He knows by experience. And for the ones who cannot see us, he said, they can smell us. Some animals can smell human blood five miles away. So we cancel the man. You, we, 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 we cope. We, we, <laughs> we will endure. You are free. You need it here. Even if it's the other one, you are free. You are free. Because our life is fully under contention. Sir, Job did not hear what God and Satan were discussing about him. He became a casualty. Not only him. Even his ten children. Simply because he did not hear. If he had heard, he will intervene. Lord, there are millions of human beings who say you don't exist. <laughs> How can I become a scapegoat or a scapeship for this experiment? You, Father, you are free to perform your experiment, but not with me. If he had heard, but he didn't hear. He didn't hear. Sir, Ezekiah had. Ezekiah had. Those hear the Lord. Set your house in order. For thou shalt surely die and not live. Authentic prophecy. It came from God unto a reputable man of God 
to an anointed king in God's palace. That man refused it. Messenger had gone. Ezekiah faced the wall. What have I done? <laughs> Why must I die before my time? I've been right. You said I should be righteous. I've been righteous. God came again. God said, Isaiah, the guy is afraid of. He doesn't want to die. Go and meet him. Tell him prophecy is suspended. I give you 50 more years. I'm telling you now, listen. If an authentic prophetic utterance from God is subject to reversal, all other contrary prophecies and dreams and imaginations concerning you will not stand. If God can reverse himself, then Satan too is subject to reversal. Any dream you have, the dream is not the final word concerning your destiny. Any dream, just any dream. Sir, don't go out today. We had a dream that you did. I said, me? I said, I said how? Where? Sir, we saw you lying in state. I said, no, you didn't see well. Jeremiah, what says that? I see the rod of an almond tree. God said, you have seen well. I saw, sir, you didn't see well. I wasn't lying in state. I was lying in state house. <laughs> I'm praying that you will have enough biblical knowledge to ridicule Satan. To do what? Satan is, Satan is powerful. But is only powerful when Christ is off the scene. Once he shows up, he's crippled. Four things must open up in your life. How many things? Must open up in your life. Luke 24, 31. Then 32, then 45, all Luke 24. Then Acts 7:50. Four things is a must. Four things must open up in your life. Then their eyes were opened. Your eyes must be opened. Are my eyes closed, spiritually speaking? Yes. But it must be opened. This day were his disciples. They knew him. Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road? And while what? He opened this. This book we carry around is a closed book. The scripture is a closed book. It has to be opened up. If it is not opened up, you will be fed up. You will be frustrated. God is talking about Abimelech. What's my business with Abimelech? Why? The scripture is yet to be opened up. And it will be opened by God unto you. 
not true pastors. For I am the bread that came down from heaven. Vertically transmitted information are eternally superior to horizontally transmitted information. I am the bread that came down. When men speak to you, there can be human addition. The Bible talks about rightly dividing the that suggests that this word can be wrongly divided. In our teenage years from 10 to 15, in those days, they put our food together. The four children, five children, we eat together. The, the plate will be on the floor. We sit down around it. And the way we were taught by those feudalistic parents <laughs> is that meat, the meat is the, is the last. And some of those habits are so terrible that today I have not been able to, <laughs> to reprogram and eat meat first. I, till today. Till today, sir. Till today. To eat meat first is like I'm a thief. <laughs> Till today. Pastor Tuji's son went for the meat first. The father said, put it down. <laughs> Finish this. He said, no, I want meat. The man said, are you a lion? <laughs> take, take, take this. He said, no. Rightly dividing And is the lot is the lot of the eldest during the feast of Esther <laughs> to divide the meat, and he doesn't use knife to cut it. <laughs> it will go into his mouth and divide into four. Or if it's only me and him, I have an elder brother. It will it will be his mouth. Then at that point he will say, I command you to go and bring water. I said, This is this is not the this is not the time. This is not the time to go and bring water. <laughs> this is not the time at all. You should have to... you see, corruption has been <laughs> it has been so corruption has been old. It's been old, it's decades. And when he finishes, I will say, please open your mouth. There is a popular prayer in um, the Yoruba language that it is God that will judge the man that divides teeth, that divides teeth with his mouth, that divides meat with his mouth. <laughs> because um, some are so skillful, so skillful, some of the meat will be hanging in, in the unseen places of the mouth. It can be wrongly divided, the word of God. This scripture is the most misused book on the planet. The people that want to drive and reach it. You know, in those days, we have these textbooks. 
that the answers are always at the back. Abi, mathematics. And then you go and spy the answer. S is equal to minus four. <laughs> That's the answer. You will now have to arrive there. You will have to. <laughs> you will have to arrive there. You will have to arrive there. <laughs> and the teacher who is experienced, he said, no, your answer is yes minus four. This one is wrong. You don't know the methodologies of getting there. The greatest gift I'm praying to God for you is the specialized ability to have the capacity to open up scriptures. How many things to be opened up? Four things. One was what? Your eyes. Two. Three. I've not mentioned it. 2445. Look. Your understanding. And he opened what? Their understanding. Why? That they might comprehend the scriptures. If their understanding is not opened, you just read the letters. The spirit remains hanging. There is a spirit behind every letter. John 6, 63 in the message translation. There is a word called the spirit word. Not ordinary words. Spirit words. John 6, 63. Message translation. There is a spirit behind every word. The spirit can make life. Sheer muscle and willpower... Don't make anything happen. Every word I've spoken to you is what? It is a spirit word. Is this same word you studied when you were in school? It was called CRK. Is that correct? As at now, it's no longer CRK. This is now the word of God. What the difference? The spirit word. And lastly, if this tree opens, then the heavens will open. Acts 7.56 If this tree opens, your eyes, the scriptures, your understanding. If this tree can open, then the heavens will open. Look, I see the heavens opened. And the son of man standing at the right hand of God. May you see into the supernatural. By our design, we are never supposed to be stranded. By our design. It is the plan of God that each child of God must have an access to heaven. That is when you speak, it should be normal for you to expect that a response will come. And it should be normal that if a response does not come, then you query what is happening. You do what? You query. Daniel told the angel after he arrived, I prayed 21 days ago, now you are just coming. And the angel had to explain. He had to explain. But look at the manner of the, the explanation. Look at the manner of the events that took place before the angel can come. Daniel chapter 10 verse number 12. Very, very instructive verse. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel. 
For from the first day that you set, so there's a setting, your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, what happened? Now, it didn't say we started hearing your words when you were calling to the prophetic ministry. No. Your words were heard from that point in your life when you decided to reset the heart and to discipline yourself before your God. It is from that day forward that a Christian should expect his own words to be heard. Christianity without the regular manifestations of the supernatural is a major frustration. It's what? It's a major frustration. Not to have any proof of validity as a Christian, it becomes embarrassing. But again, it has its own laws and rules. This word has to be opened. How is it open? There is a setting of the heart. The heart is a major problem. The most difficult part of the body before conversion is the heart. The most difficult part of the body to stay with God after conversion is the heart. Keeping the heart right with God is a lifelong journey. And it's an undelegatable job. I can't borrow your heart. No, you can't borrow mine. And your heart, sirs, is not your mind. For if they open you up, we will see your heart. But we can't see the mind. And Jesus said, let this mind be in you. Do you understand this? If we open up a human being, we see the heart pumping blood. We don't see... Have you ever seen the mind? Has any doctor ever seen the mind? No, but the mind is there. The heart is the ground. Or rather, it's a ground. The word of God is the city. Luke 8.11 and Luke 8.15. Look, 8.11, the parable of the tears. Christ was decoding it. In 8.11, he said, now, the parable is this. The seed is what? Is the word. So, the word is what? It's a seed. The word is a seed. The seed is the word. You don't eat the seed. If you eat the seed, you will die in famine. You eat the harvest. So you only sow the seed. Isaiah 55 verse 10. So shall my word be that. As the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return, but they water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread that it may give seed. So the seed is not to the eater. The seed is to the sower. So the seed is for sowing. So the word of God, which is seed, is for sowing. To sow where? Luke 8.15. They will come back here. Luke 8.15. Luke 8.15. To sow where? In the heart. Now it came to Luke 8.15. Luke chapter 8, raised to power 15. 
Luke 8.15. Luke 8.15. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word, with a noble and good heart, they keep it and bear fruit with patience. So this word of God is a seed. By stripes I'm healed. That's a seed. That's not yet healing. What must I do? By stripe I'm healed. Must enter the heart. And it must remain there. With the purpose of trying to crack it open. Because every seed comes in an encased shell. Every comes in an... You don't throw granite into your mouth with the shell. You must crack it open. The purpose of cracking is for you to go into the heart and be domiciled there and stay there until biological activities or other spiritual one cracks it, gradually melts it open. Not knowing this truth places an embargo on Christian development. Not knowing it. It places an embargo. You become, you become, you become an outer or an outward Christian. Your number one call is not to sweep the church. Your number one call is to sweep the heart so that the heart can receive signals from on high. No, heaven is never closed from heaven. Heaven is. For if I regard iniquity in my heart, God in heaven will not hear me. Is it not? And God won't speak ten times on the matter. Whenever you read the scriptures, and you don't understand, you are the one that will reread it. Because God will not rewrite it. It is written. There's nowhere where we ever read. It is rewritten. Dateline 1981. Engineering Department, University of Lagos. Fellowship was going on. A member of the fellowship. An eminent professor of engineering now dead. The man stormed into the engineering place. Get out, all of you. Your parents sent you here to come and to come and study engineering and various things. You are you are you are you are you are, you are clapping and reading Bible. Who wrote the Bible? Your Bible says that Cain killed Abel, then went to another place and married a wife. Where did that woman come from? That man threw up. He threw up that question. And as I was going to my hall, I said, Lord, this man has disrupted our Bible study. But Lord, he said something which is true. Cain killed Abel. And then he went away in Ananias to another country to marry another wife. Where did that woman come from? If, if, if everything began with Adam. I said, Lord, that's, that's a valid question. And we need to crack this answer now. Is it not? We need to crack it now. 
But you see, these scriptures is hidden from profs. That's an eminent prof in Solid Rock, which many of you know of mathematics, died not too long ago. He said, Pastor, why did I understand? Why have I come to understand so much so late? Why have I come to understand so much so late? As I went to the hall, Lord, we need to crack this. You have not called me to be a theoretical Christian. It's practical. About nine days later, in a dream, my son, the man is not wise at all. You know the book is a closed book. Until I open it, it remains a mystery. Now let me answer you and give you the insight into that his question. And in the dream, a man said, open to Genesis chapter 5 and verse 4. And the answer is there. Genesis 5.4, let's see it. Genesis 5.4. After he, this he there is Adam. After he begot Seth, the days of Adam were 800 years, and he had unnamed sons and unnamed daughters. So the number of children of the man Adam are not two. They are many. So the man Cain married his sister, which was the only way of propagating them. And up till, even up till now, in Saudi Arabia, they only do inter, inter-family marriage. This is the answer. And number two, the Bible is not written in a sequential order. Who is the writer of the book of Genesis? Moses. Moses wrote the Pentateuch, the first five books. Am I right? In the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. It was not there. It was documentary. It wasn't there. It was by inspiration. Write it down. Apart from that, many things in the book of Revelations have actually occurred before Genesis 1-1. And there was war in heaven. That one had already taken place. Not there will be war. <laughs> oh. If you read any sentence here, and the grammar appears to be wrong. Be sure the grammar is correct. Be very sure. It's not a typographical error. Are you with me? And in any case, even if the English grammar of God is wrong, are you the one to correct it? <laughs> eh? <laughs> there is no other way to explain some mysteries before Abraham was. That's... that's, that's. <laughs> That's wrong English. It's wrong English. It should have been before Abraham was, I had been. But if he says, before he was, I had been, it means he no longer is. If he says, before Abraham was, I will be, it means he was not, and he is not, but later on, he will be. So there is no grammar in our language. So he had to say, before Abraham was, I am.
these mechanisms are of opening the scripture so that you will not be frustrated is key. So that you will not be angry when you are reading the Bible. Anywhere in this Bible is information. Anywhere is information. If you don't know how to open, then there is a problem. You will be tired. And when you are reading your Bible, you read it from, read it like this, this hard copy. Because if you read from your cell phone, as you are studying, an alert, a debit alert. <laughs> debit alert will come in. It's only 1,000 they removed, but it looks like 10. <laughs> and immediately, Bible study is suspended. <laughs> eh? until, until you now see, oh, I thought it was 10. So it's just, it's only one. You see, you have been punctured in the way. You have been punctured in the way. The day you have total mastery over your heart is the day the devil will surrender your matter. You didn't hear me? The day you have mastery over your heart is the day Satan will surrender in your matter. Back to Daniel 10, 12 in the message translation. Daniel 10, 12, the message translation. Relax, Daniel. <laughs> Calm down. This is a very great translation. But you cannot use this for committing Bible into the memory. You can't. No, you can't. This man has really tempted me too much. He wants to drag me away from King James, but I refused. So King James forced. That's the one they used to train me up. Relax, Daniel. Don't be afraid. From the moment that you decided to humble yourself, and I want to say to discipline yourself, one, and to receive understanding. It was from that moment that your prayer was heard. And I set out to come to you. Please go on. But I was waylaid by the angel prince of the kingdom of Ujudu. Go on, sir. And was delayed. So there are spiritual waylaying forces. There are spiritual delaying forces that can place a perpetual embargo on the man's destiny. For 38 years, he could not move. What the explanation? I have no man. 38 years delayed and removed 38 years from the life of a man. What is left? Destiny is gone. So there are waylaying forces, there are delaying forces. But then, Michael, one of the chief angel princes, intervened to help me. Listen to me. If angels need the assistance of angels to prevail, then men, <laughs> you need battalions of highly fortified and well-armed angels. 
Interpretation. The category of demons fighting the caliber of angels is determined by your prayer output. By what? Daniel, I will have arrived 20, from 21 days ago. The hands of God was not there. God has told me to come. I was on the way. But an angel, sorry, but a demon restrained me. Demons can restrain human beings. Demons can place embargo on human beings. He said, I have to call for reinforcement. It was when Michael come. Michael, in fact, Michael has not prevailed before I left. But Michael engaged him so that I can come quickly. Now I'm going back to join Michael again. The, now imagine that kind. <laughs> imagine that kind of picture going on in the supernatural forces. So to now sleep for 10 hours a day is a destruction of destiny. Because things are going on concerning you. Wise Christians don't wait for problem to come before they solve it. They anticipate crisis and they dissolve it. Proverbs 22 verse 3. For a wise man, for, Proverbs 22 verse number 3. For a wise man, a prudent man, scans the future and he anticipates what can occur and then makes allowance for them and he moves. Proverbs 22 verse number 3. A prudent man foresees. There should be a foreseeing. There should be a foreseeing always. There should be a foreseeing. You don't just say, well, well, my God has done it. My God. No. You tell yourself that Satan has not yet been bound. He's not yet in detention. Therefore, he's at work. What is his work? His work is to grant me to a halt. What is my own work? My own work is to engage him. How will I engage him? By prayer and by fasting. When God and Satan were discussing Job, Job was sleeping. He didn't know that all of his sheep and camel and rose rushes are under contention. People of God, there are mysteries in these scriptures which cannot be revealed until you sit down. When, when, when Christ rose again, who was the first person to know? Mary. How? Pardon? Luke 10.42 There are disciples and there are disciples. All disciples are not the same. There were 12 of them. In the 12, we have three. In the three, we have one. May you always be in the meeting before the meeting. One thing is Christ speaking. One thing is needed. Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Where I'm going is this. Christ visited. Mary and Martha were there. Martha was busy with food. Mary sat down. Martha came to complain. Sir, please tell her to come and join me. Nobody is a fool here. Tell her to come and join me. Christ didn't answer. He answered with this. He said, there is a good part. One thing is very key. One thing is important. And this lady has been sensible enough to detect it spiritually. So she's staying with me. The funny thing says, 
after the meeting, Martha did not have an iota of common sense to go and meet Mary. What did he tell you? So that became a private knowledge. So Christ must have told Mary, this is the day, this is the way and the manner in the which I'm going to rise. And she went to authenticate. And she met it so. And that was why she became the first. It was not even John. There are things you saw. If Christ were to enter this auditorium now and he wants to give a word of prophecy, it won't be a general one. Why? Our problems are different. Your prayer point and mine, they are different. You are praying for breakthrough. I'm praying for her not to break down. They are different. They are different. <laughs> they are different. And so it's going to have to come to each. Shade, the dream you had yesterday, it will be expressed. Don't worry. The admission in Caleb is already true. It will be different. It's the reason why you must always go back to the secret place. You don't tie down the quality of a Christian life to church, no, to church programs. No. It should be a daily work. But to make it interesting, this book has to be opened. Joshua succeeded uh, Moses. And then um, he went to meet God. He said, Lord, I'm not going to permit you to disgrace me in public. Moses parted the sea into two. Moses told locusts to move and they moved. Moses told frogs to move and they moved. Moses turned a river into blood. You are now asking me to succeed such a man. Lord, I need, I need a word from you. If not, Sir, I've, not, I've, I've never parted any water, even the one in a bowl, into two. How will Israel, they will, they will disrespect me. God said, you want to succeed? He said, yes. You have a prescription? Yes. What is the prescription? This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt that is the meditation equivalent is the key ingredient there. Sir, if you eat yam and egg this morning and you go to the bathroom in the evening to go and ease yourself and yam and egg, fresh, fresh, still hot, comes out. <laughs> Fresh yam and egg with the tomatoes floating. From that restroom, where are you going? Express. It's hospital. It's hospital. Why? Something has broken down. This is not the way it should be. It is this meditation component that is missing. It's missing. Every Christian must have the Christian exercise of taking a sentence into the heart. Eyes closed. And you will be trying. It's a new training altogether. And you'll be trying to keep that word there for about 15 minutes. Isaiah 26 verse number 3. For God shall keep him. Isaiah 26 verse 3. God will keep him in perfect peace. Who? Whose mind 
a stay. There should be a stain. There should be a stain. There should be a mind stain. The mind now operates like a goat. Goat, goat. Always walking around. A meditation. A what? This, that's what the prescription. This book of the law will not depart from your mouth, but thou shalt meditate. Daring. How? Day and night. And observe to do according to all that is written therein. Why? That your ways may prosper. For it is only then you are going to make your way prosperous. And then. What happens? Without meditation, all the remaining promises are not valid. In the school of Latin, it is said, Ceteri paribus, suppositis e supponendis. That is, all things being equal, these two conditions ought to have been there before this one. It is the habit in Christianity to say, no weapon, first one against me. That's verse 17. That's verse 17. What about verse 1, 2, 3, 4, up to 16? Psalm 1, verse 3, very popular. Psalm 1, Psalm 1, Psalm 1, verse 3. Let's go there. But Psalm 1, verse 3 is heavily dependent on the assumption and the supposition that you have already obeyed 1 and 2. It shall be like a water, it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that brings forth his fruits in his season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. True. Subject to, go back to one and two now. If one and two is not in place, three is impossible. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. So you don't walk with some people nor stands in the path of sinners. You don't walk with some people. You don't sit down with some people. But the delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law, he, that word again, meditates day and night. It is, it will be. One and two must be there before this. And listen to me. When you are, when you have succeeded in being able to stay the word of God in your heart, God is going to give you unsolicited informations. God will not just be responding to your prayers. He will give you or grant you unsolicited informations. Finish praying one day. And after you finish prayer, you just kneel down there for about five minutes to see and check whether God has something to say. If he, there are times he doesn't have anything to say, you go away. This location I knelt down for about seven minutes. Then, a quick vision. I saw myself entering into one factory. I know the factory. I've been there only once. Then I picked a bag. Then I left. As I was leaving, I opened the bag. It was, mon- no, it was money inside it. Two people at my back. One said to the other, he has carried that bag. The other one said, leave him alone. He's the owner. He forgot it here. And the vision was removed. I'm not praying about anything. This is XXX Nigerian Limited. He forgot money there. I got to the office that morning. Went to the accounts department. Please print out 
all sales and all incomes of this company. They printed it out. Now, last transaction was two years earlier. Two years earlier. They printed it out, and the document showed that the man was owing us 6.4 million. Look again. They looked. Look one more time. They looked. A letter to the company. You are owing us 6.4 million. No, I'm not owing. This is, our, this is our statement of transaction. You answer a statement with a statement. Give us your own statement. Maybe there are some goods you didn't take, or there are some monies you paid and we didn't receive. Take. Long story short, he had to pay 6.4 million and he paid. Where did I get that information? Huh? Was it a prayer point? No. The last transaction was two years earlier. God has a lot to tell you. We are not, we are not, um, we are not sitting down. And when you should hear from God, and you don't hear from God, and you need to hear, you are compelled to go and meet a prophet. And nine out of ten prophets are no prophets. Oh, the prophetic machine, when it's truly at work, you will know that this prophecy. Don't say, I've been to seven people. All the seven are saying the same thing. There is conspiracy in the spirit. Wow. That is what? Time won't allow me to go to First King chapter 12. Sorry, First King chapter 13. Where, where they said, look, we are going to war. We need to hear from God. And this King Ahab has called 400 prophets, 400 prophets, until they brought in Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat said, have you consulted God? He said, yes. From which prophet? He said, from the 400, 400 prophet, 400. No, 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 no. Don't you have a prophet that is a prophet indeed? Ahab said, we have one. But I don't like him. <laughs> don't like him at all. You know the story? I don't like him. You know said why? He said he always prophesy evil. <laughs> it's always evil. Listen to this. God has no good news for an evil king. If you go and meet any prophet and they are prophesying good concerning you and you know that you are living in sin, tell the prophet to keep quiet. You are living in sin. And they are prophesying good against you. That's, that's um, a golden towards calamity. I pray for you that um, you will be strong in this journey. All the scriptures you need for the rest of life should be in your head by now. It should be now. Because by the time you hit age 50, Forgetfulness will begin to creep in. You see, there are some prayers you can't pray. Jesus knew that Peter one day. Peter. You are jumping up and down now. I'm just looking at you. You are jumping up and down. Jump very well. The days are coming. When you will not be able to wear your clothes yourself. 
Jesus to Peter. John, let's go there. John 21. John 21. Committing scripture to memory is an antidote against Alzheimer's disease. Are you with me? It is. Against, against all manner of forgetfulness, against all manner of um, brain affliction. Committing scriptures to the brain. Jesus speaking. Go back to verse 17, please. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was angry because Jesus said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you now. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Most assuredly, Peter, I'm telling you now, when you were younger, you guarded yourself and walked wherever you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will put on your clothes for you and carry you to where you don't want to go. Do you understand the meaning here? Eh? Any of you here, if your 95-year-old father should call you, please come and take me to Lasut. That day I'm coming at 9 o'clock. If by 8.30 he receives a call, the son receives a call, that your check in an MPC is ready. You have to pick it by 10. He will go and carry the man. Before they enter lawsuit, they must enter an NPC. That's the meaning of they will carry you. They will carry you. <laughs> they, will, they will be carrying you around. You carry around. That boy will be running this program. He will just, he will be carrying you around. And you can't get, you have been angry in the past. You can't get angry again. You have to hand over to God. Now, this is Jesus speaking to his assistant on earth. So, no prayer can be prayed here. The word, prayer is not designed to be used to annul the word of God. Are you with me? Sit down with this word. It's a glorious word. It's a glorious experience. For the people that do know they are God. It is here you know God. The Christian religion is not an easy one. You know why? It is a revealed religion. Let me analyze that as I close. Matthew 16 from verse 13. Matthew 16 from verse 13 to 19. Let's just go to the message translation street because it's a long one. Matthew 16. When Jesus arrived in the villages of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, what are people saying about who the son of man is? They, they replied. Some think you are John the baptizer, no revelation. They, some say Elijah. Some say Jeremiah. Some say you are just one of the prophets. He pressed them. And now, how about you? What are people saying 
All the twelve said, they, they, opinion, good. Now let's come home. What are you saying about me? And look, only one man had a response out of twelve. There are disciples and there are disciples. Simon Peter said, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the son of the living God. This is a great answer. Jesus came back. God bless you, Simon, son of Jonah. You didn't get that answer out of books or from teachers. My father in heaven, God himself, he didn't say Michael. He didn't say Gabriel. He didn't send, are you aware there's no Raphael in the Bible? No, Raphael is not here. He didn't send Michael. He didn't send Gabriel. It is my God himself. God the Father is the one who allowed you in on this secret of who I really am. Because you now know me by revelation. Now I'm going to tell you who you are. There is who you are, then there is who you really are. You are yet to see your fullness. What you are seeing now is still your, your zeros copy. When the real you comes out, they'll be saying, ah, is he not the one? There is who you really are. And who is he? And now I'm going to tell you who you are, really are. You are Peter, one, a rock, two. And this was the first time I was hearing this. This is the rock on which I will build together my church, a church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. And that's not all. You will have complete and free access to God's kingdom, keys to open any and every door. No more barriers between heaven and earth, and earth and heaven concerning you, Peter. A yes on earth is yes in heaven. A no on earth is no in heaven. All based on what? Him knowing the mystery of Jesus. Why are what? Revelation. John chapter 17, verse 30. We'll come back next time. John 17, verse 3, rather. John 17, 3. John 17, 3. The mystery of Christianity. And this is the real and eternal life that they know you, the Father, the one and only true God. And who? There's no problem for most human beings to perceive or have a fear idea that there is God. It's not difficult. You get it through questions. Who am I? Where did I come from? Why am I here? Whose power? Which power is doing all these things together? But the great mystery is knowing the component of Christ. Take it to the King James Version. And this is life eternal. That they know you, the Father. This is life eternal. That they might know thee, the only true God. If it has stopped there, almost all human beings will know God. He now says, and 
Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. To accept that God will come in human flesh, he will live, die, then rise after the third day, the brain has no allowance for that. The brain has no allowance for that. You died. How did he rise? Were you there? But when it comes by revelation, it becomes authentic. And at that point, you can use your life to bet that Jesus once came, lived, died, rose again, and he went. And this is a great mystery. But you can easily decode it and crack it when you give yourself or subscribe to revelation. To what? To what? You are said to have a revelation when the letters of the spirit is removed and then the spirit word is unveiled at that point you have revelation for the things for the secret for the secret things belong to the lord our god but the things which are revealed belong to us until they are revealed they don't belong i pray for you that going forward you are going to be a christian that is truly outstanding I'm praying for you that your inner man, there is the inner man and there is the outer man. Christianity is 100% internal. How many percent? It is, in, it is first of all internal. For 2 Corinthians 4.16, for though the, our outward man perish, but the inward man, the inward man is the man you must bring alive. Number two, your secret life must be sound. Your what? Your what? Your what? Romans 2.16 In the day when God will judge the secrets of men according to my gospel, your secret life must be sound. Your inner life must be sound. The day you now make up that you are going to clean the heart from that day, from that day, God begins to respond to you. God begins to do what? To respond to you. Close your eyes and pray for yourself for two minutes. But I've had a few things this morning. I need help in these areas. Lord, I need help in these areas. Lord, I need help in these areas. Lord, I've had a few things this morning. I need help in these areas. Lord, I need help in these areas. You are going to pray that henceforth will not be a victim of false prophecies. Your Christian life must carry color. In Jesus' name we pray. I won't live without making you to know that there's a very, very heavy penalty that is paid in destiny when we do things without respect to God. When we? If God says, don't jump up three times, try and convince yourself that there is, some, that there is a great evil that will befall me if I do. Just convince yourself. God should not be telling us details. First Chronicles chapter 5 verse 1 and 2. 
It's your last prayer point, and I want to show it to you quickly so that um, no Christian will serve God on his own terms. Now, the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, he was indeed the firstborn. In the old King James, they put it in brackets. For he was the firstborn. They are not going to describe you in the past tense. For he was the firstborn. But for as much as he went into fornication, his birthright was given unto the sons of Joseph, the son of Israel. And the genealogy is not to be reckoned after the birthright. Verse 2. Verse 2. For Judah prevailed above his brethren, and of him came the chief ruler, but the birthright received to be, no, stayed to be Joseph's. Do you understand this? You don't. Anytime you sin, and you are not sin, you sink. Each time you sin, convince yourself something has happened. This verse, this first Chronicles, the event occurred where? Genesis. Generations have gone. The descendants of Reuben were still paying a very heavy price. What happened here? One sin, only one, visited Reuben. The same sin visited Joseph. In the case of the man, Joseph, he restrained and he endured. In the case of the man, Reuben, he said, well, I'm sitting down peacefully. She's the one that came to meet me. The heavy penalty was this. He lost his inheritance. One translation says, since the time he touched Bilhah, his father's concubine, his spiritual rights and material prosperities were transferred to the sons of Joseph. They will not use your own goods. They won't distribute it as extras to others. Everything must be done thoughtfully. Must be done now. If Reuben had known on that day that this what will happen, it will have restrained. But God should not be telling us details. My son, don't go there. My daughter, sit down. I'm praying for you that your spiritual knowledge of scriptures will be fully opened up. Amen. Say after me, Father, for the rest of my days, give me insight to open scriptures. Pray for yourself very briefly. Give me insight. Grant me insight to open up scriptures. Give me insight. Grant me insight to open up scriptures. Give me insight. Grant me insight to open up scriptures. Give me insight. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Your last prayer point, Hosea 9.11. Your glory will not fly away. From the scriptures, we know that glories can fly away. The glory of, as for Ephraim, their glory shall fly away. Like what? No birth, no pregnancy, no conception. Go to the old King James if you have it. Old. This is the new King James. As for Ephraim, their glory shall, glory can fly away. From, you see, this is where the mythology amongst um, Africans come. That some things can be done to babies during the pregnancy. This seems to validate it. Their glory shall fly away like a bird. Where? From the bath. That's where the, all of you here, you may not know, they took your placentas. When you were born, your father grabbed the placenta, gave him the placenta. Depth of it, we don't know why. But that's why they do it. Oftentimes, they uproot, they uproot some of the hair, and they uproot the hair, and they carry it away. This is where it came from. It is glory. As for Ephraim, their glory shall fly away like a bird from the bath and from the womb and from the conception. Your glory will not fly away. And if it has flown away, it will fly back. Say after me, Father, I lay hold afresh upon my glory. Pray for yourself. I lay hold anew upon my glory. I lay hold afresh upon my glory. I lay hold. That's the glory you have. Jesus spoke about the glory he has before he came into the world. I lay hold afresh of my glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Your hand, your right hand upon your head. You are not going to miss it in the journey of life. Where you have made mistakes, the grace of God that makes men to receive without asking will rest upon you. I prophesy into your life you will not fall behind in the journey of life. I prophesy upon you, you will not fail in the journey of life. I speak into your life. You will attain at the right speed. No human being can survive misdirection. Prophesying to your life, you will not be misdirected. I speak into your life that the spirit of error will not supervise you. I speak into your life that the sins that men commit and there will be no remedy will not come near you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I pray for you that in the years to come, When you look upon your life, it shall be with satisfaction. 
I pray for you. Whenever you come into the midst of your colleagues, they will not pity you. On the contrary, they will envy you. In the name of Jesus. Prophesying to your life that the diseases which have killed others in your families will exempt you. You will not fail. You will not fall. You will not falter. In the name of Jesus. What you should lay hold at 60, you will not be praying for it at 100. What should be in your custody at 40 will not be a prayer point at 60. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. In the area of marriage concerning you, no error. In the area of marriage concerning you, no error. No error. No error. Prophesying to your life. At the time when you ought to be on top, you'll be on top. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. The spirit of rebellion that operated in the man Jonah will not come near you. In the name of Jesus, I commend you unto God and to the goodness of his grace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for hearing us. For in Jesus' name we pray. For in Jesus' name we pray now.